So once again, it's Friday night, 6 p.m. You're tuned in to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. Going to start the show off today with a little David Bowie and a song called Ziggy Stardust. So as always, you're going to want to turn your stereo up pretty loud for this one. And hopefully, this will start your weekend out the right way. great Mr. David Bowie with a song called Ziggy Stardust. So hopefully that'll start your weekend off right. 
Hopefully you're out of work, you're on your way home, you're already home, getting cleaned up, ready to go out, maybe get some dinner, have a drink or two, maybe do a little dancing. It's always a good way to start the weekend off, isn't it? So, my show is called Louie Live. I'm your host, Louie. We're definitely live. It's a music and talk radio show, two hours every Friday night, 6 to 8 p.m., I'm renewed for another six months, so it's going on three years now as the first show to start the radio station off live. It's been three years, goes by really quick, doesn't it? I tell people to go to Facebook and ask to join my group, Louie Live. It's a good place to showcase your music. I don't really get involved in politics or anything else in this group. It's basically just a place to join, showcase your music. You get to enjoy other people's music. You can post music there if you want to. Because there's a lot going on in the world, as I said, and I have other pages for that. And this is just a place where you can turn on your Facebook See things that people have posted relating to music. I don't really promote people's upcoming shows and what a lot. I mean, I've been known to, but I don't really encourage to publish things like that on my wall. Because people will post things every two seconds saying, Oh, I've got a show coming up Friday night at such and such a place. And this is where you get the tickets and this is how much tickets are. And to them, it seems like it's all about making money. And that's okay because that's what makes the world go round, isn't it? But if I say to them, hey, I noticed that uh, you've been publishing a lot of things on the group about your show that's coming up this Friday night. How about a free ticket? Then all of a sudden they're like, well, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. They got all these excuses. I mean, here... You're allowing somebody to join your group and they will really take advantage of it and they will publicize the heck out of their upcoming shows or CDs that they have for sale or whatnot. And then if you say something like, hey, how about throwing me a free ticket? Then all of a sudden, you don't hear from them anymore or something. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like you're being used. I don't mind if people join the group. Like I say, more power to you. It's a good place to play your music. Tell people, hey, I've got some links here from my YouTube channel. That's all good. That's what it's all about. <coughs> so, like I say, you can go to Facebook and look up Louie Live and you'll see and you can ask to join. A lot of good people on there promoting their music. I enjoy listening to a lot of it, as you will too, right? So like I say, my show is on every Friday night, 6 to 8 p.m. It's a live call-in show. If you want to give me a call, it's 802-540-6890 to discuss whatever's on your mind. Basically got one rule, got to keep it clean. No dropping the F-bomb. 
the FCC's listening to us. Don't want to get thrown off of the air. It's also about what I see going on in the world in Vermont or across the country or around the world. So many things to read and discuss. Article says uh, House to vote on restraining Trump's actions against Iran. Pelosi says she will soon transmit Trump impeachments to the Senate. We've all been waiting on that, right? There's an uproar in the UK over Harry and Meghan's step back from the Royals. So there's stuff going on all around the world. U.S. officials highly likely say Iran downed a Ukrainian jetliner. One thing about that is it was a no-fly zone. They shouldn't have been up there. Nobody's asking these questions. Why was that plane up in the air with all of those civilian passengers on it? <coughs> we'll get into that a little bit. We'll start off with something local here. It says a man was arrested in Burlington for the second time in three days. And it says a man who Burlington police arrested earlier this week is in trouble yet again. Police say Justin Reynolds assaulted a worker at City Market this past Monday. Then a couple days later on Wednesday, they say Reynolds tried to steal from the outdoor gear exchange on Church Street. And when employees try to stop him, police say he repeatedly kicked an employee before running away. Sounds like a nice guy, huh? Officers found him and arrested him. Reynolds is also accused of biting a Burlington police officer this past October, and authorities say his alleged crime span over the last two years. And he is due in court on Thursday, which was yesterday. And he's probably back out on the streets. They got these laws they're passing nowadays, folks, where they arrest you for something. Could be as sinister as murder. And they will release you back out onto the streets with no bail. Not one single penny. It's kind of like the new 2020 version of catch and release. You know how they catch criminals like illegal immigrants? And they just release them. Give them a citation to show up in court in about a month or so. And if you don't show up, they'll put a warrant out for your arrest. Oh my God, isn't that scary? You know, these people are criminals. They literally kill somebody. They arrest them. And then they let them go without having to post any bail money. And they'll give them a citation to go to court in about a month or so. And they'll expect you to be a nice person and show up. And if not, they'll put a warrant out for your arrest, which means basically absolutely nothing because... You can keep your nose clean for the next 10 years. And then one day you're driving down the road and you get pulled over by the police. And they'll say, oh my God, Mr. Brown, you have a worn out fear arrest. We're going to have to arrest you and bring you in. <coughs> so they do, right? And then they'll just release you again without putting down a single penny of bail money. And they'll give you another citation to go to court. And if you don't show up again, 
Well, they're going to issue yet another warrant for your arrest. You know, these people are making a mockery of the judicial system in the United States of America. So you have the catch and release program where you can catch like an illegal immigrant, get involved in a car accident, no license, no insurance. They will catch them and then release them and give them a citation to go to court. That's what this new situation is again, folks. It's the same old, same old. Instead of being called catch and release, now they just catch you and they release you without bail. Same BS, folks. And this guy right here, <clears throat> Justin Reynolds, police says they've been having issues with him for creating alleged crimes over a span of the last two years. You know, maybe it's time for someone like him to go to prison for a while. Or maybe they could take somebody like him who's committing these misdemeanor crimes such as shoplifting or kicking or biting a police officer. They should probably take someone like him and put him into the military for about four years and see if that doesn't smarten him up a little bit and maybe show him a little respect for the law. Another local issue right here says the Burlington mayor, Mira Weinberger, Democrat, hopes to get taxpayers approval to raise taxes to improve emergency response. Well, isn't that already in the fire department's budget? Don't they have money in the police budget for police cars and whatnot? Even in the budget for the water department, the money is allocated for the infrastructure. And if that includes buying a vehicle for the use of the water department or the electrical department, the fire department, the police department, all the departments. These departments have budgets to be spent on vehicles for those departments. So Mira Weinberger, Democrat of Burlington, needs to concern himself about the appropriation of these so-called budgets for these departmental use vehicles. Not for the benefits and salaries of the employees in those departments. This is what the money is intended for, Mayor. Not for salaries and benefits, but for a vehicle, such as an ambulance or a fire truck, if needed. We don't need to be creating additional taxes onto the backs of the Burlington taxpayers. It says 
The mayor is seeking support from the Board of Finance and City Council to place the first public safety tax rate increase in nearly two decades on the March 2020 ballot. And the reason it's been two decades is because whenever they do need a new ambulance, then they just have a bond issue where people will vote to raise their taxes for maybe the next five years to pay for a new ambulance or a fire truck. These taxes, the increases, have already come to fruitation over the last couple of decades numerous times. So when the mayor is telling you that the first public safety tax rate increase in nearly two decades will be on the March 2020 ballot, that's just a flat out lie. Call it whatever you want. The first public safety tax rate increase or numerous bond issues over the years, over the last couple of decades, to purchase a new ambulance. <coughs> While we're on the subject of ambulances, it claims that there are two throughout the city, right? They want to purchase a third. But what they don't tell you is that a lot of these times, and it claims right here, the two fire ambulances run more than 6,000 emergency 911 calls every year, right? And out of those 6,000 emergency calls, you could probably say more than half are going to the nursing homes throughout the city of Burlington to deal with the residents of these nursing homes, whether on site or for them to be removed, taken up to either the UVM Medical or the Fannie Allen or other medical sites throughout the city and sometimes throughout Chittenden County. And the people that stay at these nursing homes are charged an exuberant amount of money on a monthly basis to live there. And I wouldn't really call it a living there because I've been in many of them and I've seen people there existing. I wouldn't call it living there. But when you get older, you're lucky to be there in many circumstances because a lot of people have no relatives or they have relatives that basically no longer visit them because they are old and sickly. It's sad. But like I was saying, these nursing homes they could charge like $5,000 and up every month for the person to reside there. 
And a lot of these ambulance trips, approximately 6,000 a year throughout the city of Burlington, being taken care of by two ambulances, a lot of those trips are to the nursing homes. So I've always thought, and I've publicly said, that it is my opinion, because this is an opinion show, it's not a news show, it's my opinion. I'm an independent, always have been. It's my independent opinion that these nursing homes could probably pay for an ambulance. They could, folks. They could all contribute and pay for a third ambulance that the mayor, Mira Weinberger, Democrat of Burlington, claims that the city of Burlington critically needs. Now, Weinberger says the number is not final, but the tax increase would be, it could end up being 3.5%, which would translate to a rise of 0.0807 to 0.1107 of a tax increase. And what would that mean to you and me, folks? Well, 3.5% of your tax bill. And the average person in the city of Burlington, I would say, is paying several thousand dollars a year for property tax. So, you can guesstimate 3.5% of that will be increased to your tax bill in the city of Burlington. It's a lot of money, folks. And it's like I said, out of those 6,000 ambulance runs every year in the city of Burlington, you know, a good majority of them are servicing the nursing homes. There's quite a few nursing homes throughout the city of Burlington. And when they're charging each person several thousand dollars per month, they can take a little bit of that and put it towards a third ambulance. So if you're listening out there, you can pass that on to your city councilor. You can pass it on to the mayor. If you go to any meetings pertaining to the city of Burlington, they have free time at the microphones. So get right up there and tell them. Say, hey, why do my taxes have to be increased 3.5%? Why can't the nursing homes kick in some money and pay for an ambulance? Because technically... That third one could be just appropriated strictly to nurse at homes if they wanted to. And then you would see what I'm talking about, folks. So, we're pushing the first half of the show out of the way. And 
I think it's time for another song. We saw today that the uh, drummer for the band Rush passed away. God rest his soul. Mr. Pert, I believe he was 67 years old. They say he was living in Santa Monica, California, and he's been battling brain cancer for the last three and a half years. And uh, that's quite a while to be living with brain cancer. It seems to me like most people that I know that have come down with brain cancer, they last just a little over a year. So three and a half years, That's goes to show you that uh, medicine is starting to advance. You see that on the news. Less people are dying now from cancer because medicine is taking steps to the better for leaps and bounds. So we're gonna play a song by Rush. This is called Fly By Night. And once again, you're tuned in to Louie Live and our host of Louie and we are definitely live.
that was Rush in a song called Fly By Night. And as I said, the drummer Neil Part, P-E-A-R-T, passed away, 67 years old, from brain cancer. God rest his soul. Uh, interesting story. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, my mother always said that the lead singer, Getty Lee, was her nephew. And they were living in Canada. And back in the old days, it was kind of traditional where one member of a family would become a priest and another member of the family would become a doctor. And from the story that she always told, my mother said that uh, Getty Lee, which wasn't his name at the time, I don't recall what it was, but I guess the family was really pushing him to like join the monastery and become a priest. And he didn't want to because he wanted to get into his music and be an artist. So they said that he ran away from home and he joined up with these guys and founded the group Rush, became their singer, changed his name to Getty Lee. And that's the story that my mother always told. Who knows? But whenever she saw him on television singing, she swore that that was her nephew. Well, it's probably a good thing that he didn't end up becoming a priest. But that's how it used to be back in the old days. I mean, they would like force one of the family members to become a priest and another one to become a doctor if that was possible. <coughs> so, going to move to some uh, New York news here. And this article says that uh, a New York lawmaker, he blamed his drunken driving crash on his wife. And it says, uh, court documents show a New York State Republican lawmaker charged with drunken driving blamed his wife for a New Year's Eve crash. The documents released this past Tuesday include a witness statement that accuses Brian M. Kolb, K-O-L-B, of blaming the crash on his wife and saying, you know how women drive. <laughs> well, who was driving? Was it him? Was it her? He was one that was charged with driving while intoxicated, so I'm assuming that he was the one driving, and he was the one under the influence, and he's the one that got busted. But he says, you know how women drive. So, apparently, this guy is man, man enough to take the blame himself. So it says, a separate court filing by an Ontario County Sheriff's deputy shows that the former top Republican in the New York State Assembly had a blood alcohol concentration of 0.16%, which is double the legal limit of 0.08% for driving. And authorities say Cobb was behind the wheel when his state issued 2018 GMC Acadia slid off a driveway and down an embankment near his home. <coughs> now, 
this guy is a Republican lawmaker for the state of New York. You know, why are the taxpayers paying for a state-issued 2018 GMC Acadia for him? Why? You know, they're always encouraging people to walk or ride your bicycle or carpool. And they're always talking about trimming the budget. But yet, this guy has a 2018 GMC Acadia that he's driving around while he's drunk. So now this vehicle is damaged, right? I'm sure the insurance is gonna go up on it. You have to repay for the damages. This guy's salary, I'm sure, is probably being paid by the taxpayers of New York. It's better just to nip it in the bud, folks. Force him to resign. Take the vehicle, turn it back into the dealership. And that's how you trim in the budget right there. There's a lot of people out there driving state vehicles. You see them with their red municipal plates on. You know, I can pull into a McDonald's 10 o'clock at night. And these people are working nine to five. And we're in the city of Burlington. And they can definitely walk to work. They can jog to work. They can bicycle to work. They can carpool to work. They can take the city bus to work. Or they can Uber. But they definitely do not need my tax dollars going for them to have a vehicle such as a 2018 GMC Acadia at my tax expenses. City of Burlington isn't that big, folks. <coughs> and these people have degrees up and down the wazoo. And a lot of them are probably making $100,000 or more a year at my tax expense. And they can afford their own darn vehicle. And with these municipal vehicles that we see driving all over with the red municipal plates on them, they also have a credit card. It's one of their perks also. And they can just pull up to any gas station and fill it up with premium gasoline all at taxpayers' expense. There's no need, folks, no need for our tax dollars to be paying for these people to be driving around while they're drunk in a 2018 GMC Acadia. That's a nice vehicle, folks. It's a nice SUV. It's probably, who knows, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars $40,000. Maybe more. Vehicles are expensive nowadays. I don't know, folks. Maybe it's time for another song. <coughs> I've still got that cold running through my body. I don't know if it's the cold or if it's the flu, but you know, your sinuses feel like they're going to fall off of your face. 
and you got that nagging cough that you can't get rid of. It's like a tickle in your voice. Then when you do cough, it feels like the top of your head's going to blow off. They say that it lasts about a couple of weeks, and uh, this is my second week. I usually don't get sick. So this is a little off the wall for me. But like I said, a lot of it's going around. People got the cold, they got the flu, they got both. So we're all gonna pull through it eventually. It's just a matter of time. This song right here is called When the Bullet Hits the Bone. So you're gonna to wanna to turn it up for this one, folks. Once again, you're tuned into Louie Live. I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far.
All right, and that was When the Bullet Hits the Bone by Golden Earring. So, where do we go from there? Let's see. We'll stick with uh, New York for a little while here. Says uh, New York would automatically register voters under a revised bill. And it says New York would automatically add any citizen that fills out a state form to the voting rolls under a revised bill set to head to the state Senate. Well, that's all fine and dandy, folks, but let's just make sure that when you fill out this form that you have proof of citizenship. Like when you go to get an enhanced driver's license at the DMV, you have to have a copy of your birth certificate showing that you were born in the United States. And you also need to have like a copy of your most recent electrical bill proving that you reside in the state where you're applying for your driver's license from the DMV, okay? I believe everybody should be required to vote. Every citizen, that's the key word, citizen. It has to be proven. Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart Cousins is scheduled to push for the bill alongside voting advocates and other Democrats. Her staffers say the bill is expected to pass the Senate months after lawmakers scrapped a similar bill because of an error in its wording. And the error in the wording was probably, I'll bet you, the word citizen. So they scrapped it and they rewrote it. Her staffers say the bill is expected to pass the Senate. I'm sure it will. Pretty much everything passes in New York. The expected Thursday vote on the revised legislation comes a day after Democrat Andrew Cuomo, the governor, calls for automatic voter registration in New York in his annual State of the State address. Like I say, I hope everybody does register to vote. But the key word is citizenship, folks. You have to prove you are a citizen. Because otherwise, this whole thing is just a farce. Because a lot of states now are pushing for illegal immigrants to have driver's licenses. So when they're all working on the farms and whatnot, or working for pretty much any business nowadays, because I see a lot of businesses are hiring illegal immigrants. <coughs> they say a lot of them have fake social security numbers. You know, a lot of them are robbing people of their identities and they're using their social security numbers to gain employment. Right? There's always people out there to teach them the loopholes and how to get away with things. So, now a lot of states are making it possible for illegal immigrants to gain a driver's license through the DMV. 
So when they're out on the road and they get into an accident and they do physical damage to you and your vehicle, then just maybe they'll also have insurance because now they'll have a driver's license. So hopefully they'll have insurance also to compensate you somewhat for their inconvenience of being here in this country illegally. A lot of people nowadays, they don't like it when you say the word illegal immigrant. They like them to be called undocumented citizens. It's a bunch of BS folks. They're not undocumented citizens. They are illegal immigrants. They are in the United States illegally. And personally, I've always had the opinion that I have now to this very second that businesses that hire illegal immigrants, their assets should be seized. Their bank accounts frozen. They should be put out of business because they don't deserve to be in business. There's people in the United States that need jobs, folks. And if they're paid a livable wage, they'll be happy to work them because there's a lot of people out there that don't like their jobs, but they only do it for the wages. I get really tired of people saying, well, you know, Louie, we need these illegal immigrants to do the jobs that nobody wants. There's about a million jobs that I don't want, and you know what? I don't work them because I don't want to. And I tell people, regardless of what job you have, eventually, it's just a job, like any other job. And we live in an at-will state right here in Vermont, God's country. And at will means that they can let you go from their employment at will with no reason at all, no notice whatsoever. They can just meet you at the door and say, you know, Louie, we don't need you anymore. That's it. You're done. But they will help to smooth the feathers when they let a lot of employees go. And they'll release a news report saying how, well, we were helping them to seek future education and employment. Because they throw that education in there too, you know. They're not paying for it. They're not helping you to find another job. All they're doing is giving you the phone number to the unemployment office. And they will tell you to call Sunday evening and sign up for unemployment. And it's not even a person that you speak to anymore, folks. It's a computer. They'll say, press one for this, two for that. Press three for this, four for that. Nothing personal. But they just let you go at will. I 
have no sympathy for these businesses that hire illegal immigrants. They're not being paid a livable wage. They're not being paid any benefits. Just like the slaves. Remember how they brought slaves to Vermont? Didn't pay them any livable wages either. Or no benefits. But, I will say one thing for slavery. (coughs) At least most of the time, you got room and board. Right? Not nowadays, folks. They will pay you a wage that is not livable. And you're on your own to find your own place to live and provide your own meals. That's the difference between slavery then and slavery now. Slavery then, you got free meals and roof over your head. Nowadays, you're on your own. So myself personally, folks, like I said, I get really tired of hearing people say, well, we need these illegal immigrants to do the jobs that nobody wants to do. And they point out farming. They always throw that farming in there first, don't they? Like farming is a despicable job and a way of life. Who are the people saying this? You know, these people that were raised with a golden spoon in their mouth that never really went out and provided anything for themselves. A lot of these people, you know, they grow up, they don't have any jobs. Their parents put them through college. Their parents provide for everything. And then they'll graduate from college And they'll get a job looking down their nose on people. Telling people, well, we need illegal immigrants to do these jobs that nobody wants to do. They'll throw that farming, bam, right out there front. Well, you know, folks, there's a lot of people out there that love farming. They love the farming way of life. They love to wear cowboy hats. They love to wear jeans, flannel shirts, cowboy boots. They love to listen to cowboy music. They love going to rodeos. They love the cow manure smell. They love the smell of horse manure. They live out in the country. They deal with all of this. And they call it God's country because it's heaven to them. But for some reason, people that don't believe in manual labor, they're like, I'm not doing any manual labor. I got a college degree. Manual labor is beneath me. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna import some manuals right from Mexico to do the manual labor that I don't wanna do. So. That's what they think. Gonna get me a manual from Mako to do the manual labor. (laughs) I don't know, folks, but that's the God's honest truth. 
used to be in this country where you could start at the bottom and work your way to the top. But nowadays, it's become the philosophy of many of the educated that if for some reason you did not go to college, then you deserve to live a life of poverty. Right? Some people were discussing the other day on Facebook about the minimum wage. And the article said that it has been established that nowhere in the entire United States of America can you pay the rent on minimum wage. And that, folks, is pathetic. That is very sad. That proves everything that I've always said that education was going to ruin the United States of America. And people are no longer allowed to live a simple life with dignity. Not everybody wants to go to college. A lot of people out there love to work with their hands. The majority of jobs do not require college educations. And people are finding that out. People are now starting to rely on trade schools. And they're saying we should go back to the day where the junior and senior years of your high school you were involved in a trades class. Up in Barrie, where I'm from, that could have been stone trades. They teach you how to make monuments, and you could have worked in a granite shed all your life because that was the thing back in those days. You get out of high school, you got a job in a granite shed making monuments. You married your high school sweetheart. You bought a house. People had a half a dozen kids. That's right, folks. Half a dozen or so kids. You could afford it. That was a livable wage. Not an exuberant salary, but it was a livable wage. You could have married your high school sweetheart, had a half a dozen kids, had a good roof over your head, and a dog. Don't forget the dog. Dog's part of the family too. And the cats. <coughs> but now, I've read articles here on this show over the last three years. And by the way, I'm signed up for another six months. So we're looking at three and a half years now. Articles saying how people cannot even afford to date. How sad is that? That's not the American dream. And as I said, these people were talking on Facebook about how minimum wage does not pay the rent anywhere in the United States of America anymore. And one guy was saying, well, you know, down where I live in Philadelphia or whatever, they have apartments that are like four to $600 a month for a one bedroom or an efficiency, right? Well, I can only imagine what these places look like, folks. In like Philadelphia, probably the ghetto. You know, 
The apartment is about the size of a shoebox for like four to six hundred dollars a month. And one guy says, Well, you know, Louie, I searched and I found an apartment, you know, as in one. He found one apartment in the Burlington area of Vermont, the largest city, which is only about 50,000 or so people, if you call that large. But he says, I found an apartment for $800 a month. Well, you know, folks, that's probably about 400 or so square feet, the size of a bedroom, right? You call that living? I don't call that living at all. There's always somebody out there that says, well, I found a place for $800 a month. Well, look in the paper stuff, folks. Look on the internet. You know, the average one-bedroom apartment in the city of Burlington area is $1,000 a month plus. And you're lucky if you're getting 500 square feet. That's pathetic. All right, so we're going to start the second part of our show. Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live, as always, every Friday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Where do we go from there? Well, I saw this article. It says uh, Nancy Pelosi says she will soon transmit Trump impeachment to the Senate. She's not saying when, but... We'll see what the article says here. It says uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she will probably soon transmit the articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump to the Senate. At a news conference this past Thursday, Pelosi said she has no plans to hold on to the articles indefinitely. Well, that would totally prove her to be a nutcase if she did. Because when they were impeaching President Trump in the House, they rammed this thing down people's throats and they railroaded the whole thing. They didn't allow President Trump to be there in the beginning or to have his attorneys present. They didn't allow any of the Republicans to ask any of the questions they wanted to. They didn't allow any of the House Republicans to question any of the witnesses they wanted to. The whole thing was totally biased and one-sided. If you looked up the word fascist in the year 2020, it definitely has to say the word Democrats because this is what they're practicing, folks. They're practicing fascism. This is how the Nazis started out, right? Socialism, fascism, expanding government, letting government take control of your life, taking away your rights. You know, they have it all planned, folks, even right down to the point that they haven't taught in cursive writing or reading in cursive in schools over the last several years or longer. Because if you ever had the Constitution of the United States in your face and you had to read it to understand your rights, you can't nowadays. 
because these millennials are not being taught to write in cursive, and therefore when they look at the Constitution of the United States of America, they cannot read it and understand their rights. Yeah, folks, it's terrible. It's getting worse. It's all planned. To some people, decades means nothing. If that's what it takes for them to reach their agenda, if it takes generations, that's their plan. (coughs) So, Pelosi wants clear terms of the trial made public as Democrats demand witnesses and McConnell, Mitch McConnell, head of the Senate, she insists there will be no haggling. There will be no haggling, folks, because the Senate is controlled right now by the Republicans. And they will show the same respect that was shown to them by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats who controlled the House. They should show absolutely no consideration for the Democrats when Nancy Pelosi hands over these impeachment papers to the Senate. It will be totally out of the hands of the Democrats. Members of the House want to question certain people now. But when this was in the process, the impeachment process handled by the House, controlled by the Democrats, They did not want to question any of these witnesses that they now want to be questioned by the Senate. They hurried up and shoved this thing down people's throats. They wanted to get it passed by Christmas. (coughs) And now the reality is, folks, the reality is that When Nancy Pelosi hands these papers over to the Republican-controlled Senate, it will be out of her hands and the Democrats' hands. And President Trump wants a full-blown investigation because for the last three years, he has been investigated through four separate investigations all controlled by Democrats. Democrats that hate Donald Trump with a passion. Right? And now that it will finally be in the hands of the Republican-controlled Senate, President Trump wants due process. He wants the rights of the Sixth Amendment to confront his accusers which was never granted to him when it was in the House. Every person in the United States of America should be very upset, folks, because if they can do this to the President of the United States, they can definitely do it to you and me. And how are you going to fight them? You won't be able to. Because it will be 
documented. And they will use this case against anyone from this day forward. But Nancy Pelosi knows that President Trump wants Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden investigated for their involvement in these energy boards in the Ukraine. They're paid millions of dollars, Hunter Biden was, to sit on the board of an energy company and he has absolutely no experience whatsoever in that field. And he is the last person on the planet Earth, folks, that would have gotten that seat on the board. And for what they're saying, Joe Biden even received like $900,000 last year. From that same energy company. From the Ukraine. And then they find out that John Kerry's nephew or son or whatever was on that board. Come to find out, Nancy Pelosi's son sits on different boards in the Ukraine and also makes millions of dollars. (coughs) And Nancy Pelosi knows that the minute she hands over those impeachment papers regarding President Donald Trump, she hands those papers over from the House to the Republican-controlled Senate. There will be an investigation into the Ukraine scandals. And her son, John Pelosi, will be dragged into it. And you know, folks, these people have been given foreign aid money to these third world countries like Ukraine and Romania and whatever since the beginning of time. And now we're finding out that these people such as John Kerry, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, they put their kids on these board committees of these foreign countries that are getting financial aid from us, the United States taxpayers. And in return, they are getting kickbacks of millions of dollars a year. But Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, these people are all pushing 80 years old. They've been in the House and the Senate, members of the Washington, D.C. swamp for decades. And they're not going to go to prison. (coughs) But there's a very good chance that their kids will. Because if the Senate has a full-blown investigation into the Ukraine scandals, there's a good chance that these kids of John Kerry, Joe Biden, and Nancy Pelosi herself will go to prison for life. And that's what Nancy Pelosi is scared to death of. Right? She says she's going to hand the papers over to the Senate. Doesn't say when. 
But she says it will be soon. Under the Constitution, the House oversees impeachment while the Senate oversees any subsequential trial. Lawmakers say the showdown is expected to be resolved this week. Well, you know, folks, the House, after three years, the Democrats had four separate investigations into President Trump's personal life, business life. They've contacted every person basically since the day he was born looking for some dirt to hang President Donald Trump with and impeach him and remove him from office. And then the Democrats will regain control. That's what it's all about, folks. They don't care about your vote or my vote. They don't care about your opinion. They just want to control everything as fascists do. So like I was saying, they've had four separate investigations into President Trump since the day he was born. They found absolutely nothing. And then when it comes down to the wire, they take a vote on impeachment They voted that he abused his power. Everybody on this planet that's ever had any power at one time or another, folks, has abused it. That's such a gray area, it's pathetic. And when you're the president of the United States, the commander-in-chief, probably the most powerful person in the world, not everybody's going to love you. And there are people out there going to see you as abusing your power. <coughs> and then the second article of impeachment was he didn't cooperate with the impeachment process. Well, folks, he doesn't have to cooperate with the impeachment process. Because, like I say, whenever there is a so-called crime, regardless of what it is, in the United States of America. And let's say, for instance, the police come knocking on your door. They will read you your Miranda rights. Keyword here, folks, Miranda rights, which is you have the right to remain silent. Anything that you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. So they say the president was not cooperating with the impeachment process. He doesn't have to. The Miranda rights say that he has the right to remain silent because anything that he says or does will be used against him in a court of law. Bam. Democrats got nothing. Absolutely nothing. And in my opinion, every single penny of the tax dollars that they spent of the taxpayers should be reimbursed with penalties and interest. And they say, well, you know, we spent about like $40 million trying to impeach the President of the United States with this phony Russian collusion report, right? which led to nothing but a big fat nothing burger. 
And then they had his attorney who paid off a porn star for having sex with the president about, what, 16 years ago? Consensual sex. Whether he cheated on his wife or not, I don't even know if they were married then. And that's between him and his wife. And that's no reason to impeach anybody because they had consensual sex with a porn star like 16 years ago. President Trump was never a politician, never held a political office in his entire life. He just donated to all politicians, Republican, Democrat, progressives, libertarians, whatnot. Because he said that's how business is. You have to grease everybody's palm to get permits when you're in the real estate business or regardless of what your business is, folks. You have to grease palms of politicians and whatnot. That's how business is. But like I say, these Democrats say, well, we spent maybe about $40 million with all these investigations over the last few years trying to take down the president of the United States of America. You know, isn't that interfering with an election? I would definitely say so. Couldn't be any more clearer trying to remove the guy from power. And now they have this impeachment BS process and they're trying to ruin his chance for re-election. Every one of these Democrats running for president that voted to impeach President Trump has interfered with the election process. And they should all be prosecuted. <coughs> but like I said, they claim they might have spent $40 million of our tax money. And you can always double that. You know it's true. If they say $40 million was spent, just think $80 million. And in all actuality, it was probably over $100 million. But like I say, there should be an investigation as to how much of my tax dollars was spent on four different investigations, contacting every person that the president has ever had any form of communication with since the day he was born, right? Us taxpayers should be reimbursed because after all of this, they got no Russian collusion. Adam Schiff said from day one that he had concrete evidence that President Trump colluded with the Russians. He has concrete evidence. Well, where is it? This Adam Schiff should be prosecuted for lying. And he should be removed from office immediately. This guy's nothing but a Benedict Arnold to the max. You know, folks, if our founding fathers were here, they reviewed this case, they would march every one of these Democrats involved in trying to take down the President of the United States of America with their coup d'etat that they all knew. This is the key thing right here, too, folks. Pay attention to this. Pretty much 
all of these politicians, whether it's in Washington or right here in the state of Vermont, most of them are Ivy League lawyers and Rhodes Scholars, right? They know the law and the Constitution frontwards and backwards. They've prosecuted people all their lives because they know the law. And one thing they know about the law is that when somebody presents a phony dossier to you and your cronies, and you did not research any of the information at all, you all refused to research any of the information in this phony dossier that everyone knew was paid for by Hillary Rodham Clinton. You all came to the notion that Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president of the United States. So you were going to use this phony dossier that you knew was paid for by Hillary Clinton. You refused to research any of the information in it. And you all agreed, all being Ivy League lawyers and Rhodes Scholars, you all agreed to go forward with it to try and unseat the President of the United States of America. All going against the will of 63 million voters who voted Donald Trump into the Oval Office. That, folks, is very scary. And like I said, the whole time, they kept saying, oh, we have to protect Robert Mueller because Trump is going to fire him. We have to change the laws and create laws to protect Robert Mueller, the head of the committee. <coughs> so Donald Trump doesn't fire him. Well, you know, folks, he never did fire Robert Mueller. James Comey, <clears throat> different story, right? McCabe, he got fired. He got fired because his boss recommended that President Trump fire him. And all of his associates at the FBI recommended that President Donald Trump fire Andrew McCabe. Same deal with James Comey. The dirty cops. They had to go. Did President Trump interfere with the investigation, the Russian collusion, which isn't even illegal? Russian collusion isn't even illegal, right? Did President Trump fire James Comey? No, he didn't. And even at the very end of this BS investigation, they questioned Robert Mueller, and he wasn't even aware of the Steele dossier. When they mentioned the Steele dossier, which was paid for by Hillary Clinton, he looked at Congress as if they had three heads, as if he was suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's disease. This was the biggest scam in the world, folks. I mean, <clears throat> Attorney General William Barr should take this all the way back to the Steele dossier and convict every one of these people 
who were involved in this coup d'etat to unseat the President of the United States of America. Once you prosecute one, folks, the rest are going to fall like dominoes. And there's not one single person in the United States that has any more faith in the rule of justice because we've witnessed it 24-7 on every single platform of the news media, whether it's on the radio or the television or the printed word. Every one of these organizations is in lockstep to unseat the President of the United States of America. And that's pretty sad. <coughs> the Attorney General, William Barr, hired John Durham to investigate the investigators. He gave him the authority to prosecute people, to create grand juries if that's what needs to be done. And let's hope that he does. Because, like I said, we're not safe in this country anymore. When people can organize to destroy anyone that they don't like and agree with. And that's what it's all coming down to, folks. God help us if a Democrat becomes president because... As they all say, they want to tax you 70 to 80% of your income. They want to drop the borders. They want to flood the United States of America with anybody from around the world who wants to come here and do God only knows what. There's no way to invent a lot of these people. But the only thing that we do know for a fact about a lot of these people around the world is they all chant in the streets, death to America. They burn the American flags. We've all seen that just recently over in Iran, haven't we? <coughs> President Obama, the Manchurian candidate, gives Iran... $150 billion. And then after that, they gave him an additional like $1.7 billion in cash. And nobody even knows where they got these billions of dollars in cash from. Did they just pull it right out of the thin air? I don't think so. And they were saying, well, you know, Louis, that money belonged to the Iranians because when they took the 52 hostages back in the late 70s, the United States froze all of their assets that they had invested in the United States, and we've been sitting on that money, and that $150 billion was just money they had coming back to them. Well, you know, folks, I don't believe that for one split second. I don't believe that as far as I can throw an elephant by its tail. $150 billion is way more money than most third world countries have to this very day in the 21st century in the year 2020. Can you imagine back in the 70s? 
Nobody had $150 billion in assets invested in the United States. Nobody. You know, they're lucky if they had $1 billion invested in the United States. Not buying it for a split second, folks. I kind of think a lot of this money that Obama sent over to Iran is so just in case this coup d'etat that he orchestrated with the Clintons to unseat the President of the United States, I believe that a lot of this money that he sent over to Iran, and I'm sure he has money spread all over the world, so that if the Senate does have a full-blown investigation and they drag Obama into this, right? Because he's one of the reasons that Hillary smashed the servers in her house and they smashed their cell phones and whatever because Obama orchestrated a lot of these deals selling 20% of our uranium and whatnot to Russia. Russia, the evil empire, but yet Obama and his administration sold 20% of our uranium. Gonna go to another song here, folks, but one thing I wanna say before we do is that there was a law passed in 1973. Given the President of the United States, whoever it happens to be at the time, the authority to take out a terrorist or anyone that is potential harm to the United States of America. And therefore, the president doesn't have to work with the armed forces. He gets a call saying, okay, this guy here is landing in his plane. Then he's going to be getting in the vehicle and going wherever. This is our opportunity to take this terrorist out. Now, this is happening at the moment. Things happen very quickly. You don't get these opportunities all the time. So does the president have time to call Nancy Pelosi, who might be out opening a restaurant somewhere, right? Does she have time to call Adam Schiff or Chuck Schumann? They're going to want to have a meeting to discuss taking this guy out. This is going to take months or years before they finally come to an agreement to take out this terrorist. Well, the time is now. By the time you contact Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Adam Schiff and whatnot and decide to take out this terrorist, the moment is gone. And you're giving this guy more opportunity to take out innocent citizens whether they be American, Iranian, his own people, or whatnot. The time is now to take out this terrorist. And that's why they passed the law back in 1973, permitting the president to do just a thing. And after all, he is the commander-in-chief, the head of all armed forces. So this is what happened the other night. They took out one of the top terrorists from the country of Iran. 
They say this guy was bigger than Osama bin Laden. And he very well could be. Or could have been because he's done now with. (coughs) But there's always someone to take his place. And why the Democrats are defending this terrorist, Salamini, why? Because it's apparent that the Democrats represent the crime world, folks. They wanted the flags flown at half-mast at all the state buildings in the United States of America to honor this terrorist. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine even mentioning such an asinine thing to our founding fathers, right? Uh, well, uh, sir, we, we got this guy, uh, Benedict Arnold. He was a traitor. He was a treasonist. He was a British spy. And uh, the opportunity to apprehend him and serve him justice was at hand. So we took it upon ourselves to defend our country against dangerous people like this so-called Benedict Arnold. Right? And now, the Democrats want the flags lowered half-mast to honor the treasonous Benedict Arnold. (laughs) Can you imagine that, folks? Anyone that even mentioned honoring a treasonous such as Benedict Arnold or terrorists such as this Salamini. Our founding fathers wouldn't even waste a bullet on these people. They would march them right out onto the lawn of the White House and hang them by their necks. And they would go down in the history books as treasonous themselves. And that is the God's honest truth, folks. We're going to go to a song, but one thing that I do want to say is another thing to focus on is that, like I said, we give billions and billions of dollars to these third world countries for aid. So then these people like Nancy Pelosi, they put their son John on one of the committees of these foreign companies. Same thing with Joe Biden, John Kerry, on and on and on. These kids are getting paid millions of dollars to sit on these committees, and most of the time they've probably never even been to one of the meetings. But then you've got Bernie Sanders, right? We're not going to forget Bernie, right? B.S. Sanders. Now, Bernie, the last time he was running for president, he's going around promising the naive and the gullible Free college education, right? His wife, Jane, was running Burlington College. She was the president. They got a $10 million loan from the bank. They lied on the loan application, committing bank fraud. Now, their daughter was getting paid $500,000 to teach a woodworking class. 
at a community college. Not an Ivy League college, folks, a community college. Now, Elizabeth Warren, a.k.a. Pocahontas, now, she lied on her application saying she was a member of an indigenous Indian tribe, which she wasn't. She lied, though, to get this job at Harvard teaching, which they say was paying her $400,000 to teach a course at Harvard. Now, can you imagine that? One of the top Ivy League colleges was paying Elizabeth Warren $400,000, but yet the Sanders, Bernie Sanders, his wife Jane was a president of Burlington Technical College, was paying their daughter not $400,000 like Elizabeth Warren, but $500,000 to teach a woodworking class at a technical college. Can you imagine that, folks? Can you imagine that? Now, see, these people like Nancy Pelosi were getting their sons, like John Pelosi, on a committee of foreign countries that we gave aid to, and in return, they were getting money. They were getting an income. But not Bernie. Nope, Bernie kept right here in America, right under the roofs of an educational institution, paying their daughter $500,000 to teach a woodworking class. Can you imagine that? It's undeniable, folks. You can say what you want about Bernie, but all the things I've ever said about Bernie, none of them been good. Not that I don't like Bernie. It's just that Bernie don't give me any reason to like him. It's always been my philosophy, folks. I've always been a loner. Because, like I said, it's not that people don't give me any reason to like him. It's just that most people don't give you any reason to like them. I've always been a public figure most of my life, folks. I've been on the airwaves for 25 years or so been a business person in the state of Vermont. I love everybody, but I'm not the type of guy that's going to ask you to go bowling or fishing or hunting, right? I'll come hang out with you for a while. We'll have a couple jokes, maybe have a beer. Then we part our ways and it's all good. One thing I've noticed about people, folks, is that whenever you have a lot of close friends, you know, I'm not a person to go sharing my problems with. I work through them on my own. A lot of people, their problems become your problems, whether you like it or not. I don't know, folks. That's just me. So, going to go to a little... Stevie Ray Vaughan. This song is called Crossfire. And once again, you're tuned to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. We've got about 15 more minutes left of the show, so we're going to go to a short song here, and then we'll be right back.
All right, and that was Stevie Ray Vaughan. God rest his soul with a song called Crossfire. So, we've got about 10 minutes left of the show. I just want to hit on a few things. Now, this article, like here, like I said, the House voted on restraining President Trump's actions against Iran. Right? It's only voted on in the House. It's going nowhere. It means nothing. They wasted a lot of time on this. And this is what I always stress to people, is that the Democrats have been in control of the House for over three years now, and absolutely nothing for the people has been accomplished. It's all BS like this every single day about impeaching the President of the United States and removing him. And then they got this crazy notion that they're going to go after Vice President Mike Pence and impeach him also. I'm not making this stuff up, folks. It's all over the news. Nancy Pelosi is all about, we're going to impeach Trump and then we're going to impeach Pence. Maxine Waters says the same thing. Taib says the same thing. She's like, we're going to impeach this mother effer. AOC, that's all she's about. Elon Omar, Adam Schiff, Chuck Schumer, every single day, 24-7. It's all about hating on the president of the United States and removing him from power. And your vote means nothing. Your opinion means nothing. And what I tell people is, they voted in the House on restraining Trump's actions against Iran. Well, he's the commander-in-chief. That's what he does. He looks out for the people of America. Obviously, the Democrats are out to represent the crime world. It's really sickening, folks. Everybody is really sick of it. And as I say, this is just another day that the Democrats did absolutely nothing for the people of America, the legal citizens that pay their salaries, not the illegal immigrants, but the legal citizens that actually pay their salaries. Another day, the Democrats have done absolutely nothing for the people of America. They could be working on better health insurance, better infrastructure, you know, like uh, repairing the roads, the bridges that they say are crumbling. Anyone knows me, folks, that I no longer refer to the Democrats as a political party. I refer to them as an organization of domestic terrorists because that's all they are. They're just a pack of domestic terrorists doing everything they can to ruin the United States of America. This article right here says the White House welcomes a court ruling on border wall proposes rollback of environmental law. You know, the Democrats don't want secure borders. For the first time in the history of the United States, We have a party. The Democrat Party is fighting tooth and nail to drop the borders of the United States. 
Every country on this planet, folks, has borders to keep their people safe or try to keep them safe. But not the Democrats. And they all say that if they become the president, they will drop the borders. They will rip up the Constitution. They will flood this country with immigrants from around the world. And you will no longer recognize the United States of America. And you and your family will no longer be safe at all. But this article right here says... The two-to-one ruling halted a federal judge's ruling in December that had prevented the government prevented the government from spending $3.6 billion diverted from 127 military construction projects to pay for 175 miles of border wall. Can you imagine that? Any of you folks ever been to California where they want to build the border wall? You can drive down any highway or road in California. And I don't even know how many billions of dollars they've spent on walls going along the side of the highways just for sound barriers and whatnot. But yet, they don't want to spend $3 billion or so to secure our borders of the United States to keep us safe. A U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit noted the Supreme Court had in July stayed a similar injunction clearing the way for President Donald Trump's administration to tap billions of dollars in Pentagon funds to build sections of the border wall. Well, hallelujah that somebody's got some common sense, right? A White House spokesman said, we will finish the wall. Also, Trump has proposed rolling back enforcement of National Environmental Policy Act, a landmark environmental law. You know, we're all for the EPA and whatever, folks, but some things go just a little bit too far. And in a lot of states, such as Vermont, they have the Act 250 permit process and so many other loopholes that you have to jump through to start a business or build anything that it's ridiculous. And a lot of people won't even get involved in trying to build affordable housing, whatever, because they know that it's never going to happen because there's just too many loopholes to jump through. Trump says the country cannot compete and prosper if a bureaucratic system holds us back from building what we need. And that's the God's honest truth, folks. Maybe one more quick one and then we have to go. All right, so let's see. Uproar in the UK over Harry and Meghan step back from the royals. Says the relationship between Britain's royals and the media is awkward, mistrustful, and seemingly inescapable, but now Meghan and Harry want out. Harry and Meghan say they plan to split their time between the United Kingdom and North America. The statement has reportedly come as a surprise to the British royal family. Well, folks, Harry and Meghan got married. She's from the United States. You know, she wanted to get married to Harry and become a bona fide princess, 
But now she doesn't want any part of that lifestyle. Just wants the benefits. Well, you can't do that, folks. Because either they get rid of royalty altogether and just rely on their parliament, or they carry on with the tradition and something's going to have to go. And eventually it'll probably be her, just like Princess Diana and Fergie. They say they're going to start a foundation to collect donations to live off of independently. Well, they got a lot of connections around the rural folks. There, if everybody throws them a million dollars or two, they'll be doing okay for life. Who knows? Maybe we're at a point where royalty is no longer a necessity. Who knows? I'm going to let you go, and I'll see you back here next Friday, 6 to 8. And go to Facebook and look at my group, Louie Live, and ask to join and showcase your music. And I hope you all have a good time this weekend. And be good to one another. Take care. Bye.